Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are. My name is Pastor True. Hi, and I am pastor of True Free Love Ministries, and I am here with my good friend, Catherine Free of God's Love Song. Oh, how I love the name of that ministry. Praise God. So we're here this morning, or we're here today, so that we can talk about salvation and redefining what your mindset has been regarding eternity. First, I would like to go ahead and ask Catherine, would you do me a favor, Catherine? Sure. And pray us in. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Glory to God. Lord, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for this occasion. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to gather around your word and sweet communion and fellowship with you and one another. We thank you, Lord, for the truth that you would impart to us today. We thank you, Lord, for making yourself totally available to us, that you are not holding any part of yourself back from us. We thank you for giving your dear son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us, to secure salvation for us so that we can live the eternal life that you have planned for us from before the foundation of the world. And we thank you, Lord, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that we would grow in greater understanding of what it is that you're teaching us and greater understanding of you, and therefore in greater understanding of who we are in you. We thank you so much for your love and for your grace and for your mercy and for this time together. So Lord, just have your way. And I speak, Lord, that everyone under the sound of our voices, everyone who gets to participate in this chat, Lord, will not leave the same way that they came. And we speak, Lord, that even I'm speaking now, that each time they revisit it, that they get more out of it than they did before because your word is inexhaustible. Your revelation is inexhaustible. And you just continue to reveal yourself to us. You take us from faith to faith and from glory to glory. So we come with hearing ears. We come with understanding hearts. We come with expectant spirits to receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So this is my good friend, Catherine. And uh, Catherine and I, we met, I think it was graduation at Patton University, right? It was, it was the dinner, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that was back in 2009 10. or 10, 2010? Yeah, it was 10 years yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and we have been fast friends ever since. Um, Catherine has spoken into my life multiple times and we have stayed in contact uh, throughout the years and God has allowed us to come together to uh, give glory to him first off and then to just kind of reestablish some foundations about salvation and why are we going to be talking about salvation because my good friend and Catherine has written a book Beyond Salvation. Yes, Beyond Salvation. <laughs> this is an awesome book, I, I promise you. It's a simple read, but it brings everything into focus. It establishes what salvation is instead of what salvation should be. You should be doing for salvation. It establishes 
the process of us coming into a relationship with God. And it is just a, a very easy book to read. And once you begin to read it, you can't put it down and you want what she's talking about in this book. You, you really want it. Catherine, we have been friends for a while, but I never asked you about the title of your ministry. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So God's Love Song Ministries. When you see it, I don't even have the trademark here, I don't think, uh, of the logo. But when you see it, it's a heart that looks like a music note, and people think it's a music ministry. But it's not a music ministry. It is actually a ministry. It's a teaching and discipleship ministry that focuses on our identity in Christ. Our tagline is owning, owning and celebrating our identity in Christ and influencing others to do the same. So the name God's Love Song, it came about after I had been in a relationship. And my expected end for that relationship was marriage. And just a couple of days before the wedding date, it didn't happen. So I was asking God, I said, God, what, 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 what? <laughs> I said, God, what's wrong with me? What's wrong? Is it wrong to want, get this, is it wrong to want an intimate relationship with someone? Mm. And I'm not talking about intimate meaning sex. I'm talking right. about intimate meaning a holy of holy relationship, someone you can be one with, someone you can be yourself with, you know, not that outer court, not even the inner court, but someone you can be you with. Is it, is it wrong for me to, to want that? And um, as I began to seek him about it, he spoke to me and he says, Catherine, I am father, son, and Holy Ghost all in one. You can't get more intimate than that. Mm. And I said, okay, all right. And so then he just began to minister to me about his love, about, um, and, and up to then, you know, my prayer had been, Lord, teach me how to be the best daughter I can be, the best teacher I can be, the best this I can be, the best that I can be. And after this experience with this relationship and just feeling all out of sorts, because, you know, all we want is love, right? The Lord began to minister to me and, and my prayer became, Lord, show me how to be the best beloved I can be. Mm -hmm. And that was my prayer, but I still didn't understand it. I believe that was on a Saturday because on Sunday morning I woke up and I said, Lord, show me how to be a beloved. And he says, Catherine, look at the word beloved, B-E-L-O-V-E-D, be loved. Just let me love you. Just let me love you. And I was like, Lord, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. I can be loved by you. And so it just became a time when the Lord was lavishing his love upon me. And I'm sure he'd always done it. But now I was in a position to recognize it. And I was in a position to receive it. And I was in a position to crave it and to, and to live for it. And he, out of that experience, called me his love song. So this is God's love song ministries because God calls me his love song. Praise the Lord. I yeah. love that because that's what we have. We have an intimate relationship with the Lord where he literally gives us a name. He, it's like a father telling his daughter, come here, sweet pea, or come here, sunshine. 
He literally mm -hmm. does that, shows us where we are in his heart, that mm -hmm. we're his favorite. And his heart is big enough that we can all oh. be his favorite. Amen. And that's the basis of salvation, isn't it? It's that not, is. It, it's not about trying to please God. It's knowing that we have pleased him when we received his son and getting into that place of a deep, intimate relationship where we can be loved. Amen. Amen. And that's the story of salvation right there. Absolutely. That's the story Absolutely. Of salvation. Yes. yes. Absolutely. But when we had first started talking about this, we kind of um we were, you know, going back and forth about we were just enjoying our conversation and fellowship with each other and with the Lord. And the Lord had given us, you know, a few different scriptures to establish what that means. And one of those, one of those uh, scriptures that, that God had given us, which was really powerful, you had a, God had given you a, 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 a real profound revelation regarding Romans 10, wasn't it? Oh my goodness, yes, yes. Would you mind sharing that? <laughs> okay, and I, you know, before we go into that, let me just say, it's not one that I've heard, I have not heard it taught anywhere okay. okay so this is revelation that i received from god so i'm going to um, ask you all listening to do the same thing i asked my bible study group to do the same thing i asked people to do in this book set yourself to be in agreement with the word of god mm -hmm. don't set yourself to be in agreement with catherine don't set yourself to be in agreement with pastor true set yourself to be in agreement with the word of god when you set yourself, because, okay, and we know in 2 Corinthians, it says that the natural mind, the carnal mind, mm -hmm. cannot understand the things of God because they are spiritually discerned. So the natural, my, the natural mind and the natural man cannot understand them. But when we choose to put ourselves in agreement with the word of God, we have the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, living inside of us. And as we set ourselves in agreement with the word of God, we open ourselves to receive the word of God. And when we do, we allow Holy Spirit to minister that truth to us. And then in time, our minds will come to understand it. At the same time, don't think I'm asking you to just leave your mind empty and be brainwashed or anything like that. Because again, we have the spirit of truth inside of us. And if you think about him as a soccer goalie, Anything that's not truth, he's not going to let in that goal. Anything that's not truth, he's not going to let inside of you. So you can truly trust him. You can truly count on him to minister truth to you. So if I say something, whether it's by error, by, whether it's just a slip of the tongue, whatever, if it's not right, Holy Spirit will let you know that. So don't depend on your natural mind to understand it. Um, don't, don't depend on your natural mind to understand it. Just let Holy Spirit minister that to you. Um, Pastor True, I'm going to stop just in the middle of this. Is everything okay? My phone is blowing up over here by people who said they would be watching, and I don't know if they're experiencing trouble. Is everything okay over there? You're not getting any alarms or anything? No. Okay. All right. So Romans chapter 10, and it's a very familiar scripture because we use that for salvation, right? Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus 
and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Actually, we'll just stop there. Verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, in the book, I address that many times when Christians are leading people to salvation, they make it a point that the person must confess their sins. The Bible does not say to confess your sins. The Bible says to confess the Lord Jesus. And what does it mean to confess the Lord Jesus? Well, confess, homologeo in the Greek, it means to say the same thing. And in this context, it means to say the same thing that God says. Mm. All right. Now, Jesus, glory to God, God gave Jesus the name that is above all names. Woo, I get excited about that. Okay. And we are, and every knee will confess, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So this scripture in Romans chapter 10 is telling us that if we confess Jesus as our Lord, that we shall be saved. Not confess our sins and we'll be saved. Confess Jesus as Lord and we'll be saved. Now, here's the part that the Lord gave me recently. So let's listen to the scripture again. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, people are saying they don't see the live event. Um, your page is True Free Love? True Free Love Ministries. True Free Love Ministries. Mm -hmm. And it says live on Facebook. Okay. Mom says she can't get in. Thank you all for your patience. Yes. We're just going to work this out and see if uh, what the issue is with us being live on Facebook. Okay. Mom says she's there. Hi, she's Mom. There. <laughs> all right. <laughs> now we can start. Mommy's here. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, all right. So now we just read the scripture like for the third time, but get this. Okay. Mm -hmm. This scripture is not even saying we're in, for those of you just joining us, Romans chapter 10, verse nine, this scripture is not saying to receive Jesus as your savior. And right. you, this scripture is saying, confess Jesus as your Lord. When you confess Jesus as your Lord, then you'll be saved. Why? Because Jesus, the one that you are confessing as Lord, has done everything that needed to be done to save you. To save you from sin, to save you from dominion of the devil, to save you from poverty and lack and sickness and depression. And he, he has done everything but oh sorry so what you're saying is 
He is Lord over poverty. He is Lord over sickness. He is Lord over lack. He is Lord over any principality and power. Once we change our allegiance. <laughs> Good stuff. Yes. Then we know now that because we have confessed him as Lord, we are now walking in the fulfillment of everything that he's done. There is no more lack, poverty, or uh, bondage to the enemy, correct? Yes, but this is the way it works, though. He is Lord over all those things that you just listed, but we are confessing him as our Lord, because if we don't bow our knee, if we don't submit to what he says, then even though he's already done all of this, it's not going to work for us. Because if we don't submit to him as Lord, that means we're not going to obey him. We're not going to honor him. We're not going to follow the instructions that he's given us, follow the commandments that he's given us. And if we don't follow the command, if we don't do it his way, we're not going to get his results. So if he's not Lord. <laughs> right. <laughs> Our Lord of us. Right. We won't experience him as Lord over all those other things. Absolutely. 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 We don't get to walk in the fulfillment of the promises. That's right. That's right. That's why the book is called <laughs> Beyond Salvation, The Art of Receiving God's Promises. Yeah. There's an art to it. There's a way. There's a way. And it's not a formula. It's just the way God set it out. He prayed I like that. before the foundation of the world. And he, Jeremiah 29, 11, a lot of us know it. God, he knows the thoughts he thinks towards us. He knows the plans he has mm -hmm. for us of peace, mm -hmm. not of evil, to give us an expected end. Absolutely. That expected end is good. If we are willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. Ephesians 2.10, he's preordained paths that we should walk on into, in them unto good works. Everything he's planned for us is good, but we have to follow the way that he's, he set up the system. So we have to follow his system to get it done. Just like with the children of Israel, he says, the promised land, the land is yours. I've prepared the land for you. Now I'm preparing you for the land. Because if you go into the land unprepared, then the land is going to spew you out. There you go. There you go. And uh, another scripture that comes to mind which we all know is John 10, 10, right? That Jesus mm. comes to give us life and life abundantly. It's the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. As mm -hmm. Lord and Savior, God mm -hmm. has a plan to prosper us and to give us a life that is abundant and eternity, which starts mm -hmm. as soon as we confess that Jesus is our Lord. Amen. Amen. So part of part of our discussion is redefining right the mindset of eternity as we know it yeah yeah and the scripture that came to <laughs> scripture I'm sorry, that came I, just, to, I know where we're going i'm getting excited right. i'm sorry <laughs> the scripture that came up when we began talking about this how the lord just and like i said confirmation just word 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 but the confirmation that came up and the word that came up was john 17 3. amen amen john because, 17 3. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because we start with John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. And I know that I, for so many years, thought everlasting meant everlasting, forever and ever. I get to go live in heaven with Jesus and with God forever and ever. That's what, that's what everlasting life was to me. But then we see in John 17, 3, where Jesus defined everlasting life or eternal life. So shall I read it? Yes, you shall. <laughs> okay. So he says, and this is, okay, let me, I'm going to put the two together. John 3, 16, John 17, 3. And whosoever believeth in him, meaning Jesus, shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Now John 17, 3, and this is Jesus talking. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, <laughs> and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Hmm. Yes. He defined it. Eternal life, life eternal is not living forever. It's not going to heaven one day. But it is confessing Jesus as Lord, entering into eternity right then, growing in the knowledge of God and who he is. His heart for you, his love for you, his plans for you, the, his ways, his thoughts, his words, and then guess what? And then because Jesus said, I am the father of one, are one. When we get to know God, we get to know Jesus. And Jesus, I'm going to read this one in verse um, six. It's 17 <laughs> verse six. Jesus, and I'm reading it in the Amplified Classic. Jesus said, I have manifested your name. I have revealed your very self, your real self to the people whom you have given me out of the world. Jesus came and revealed God to us. So when we're growing and getting to know more about God, we're getting to know more about Jesus. But guess what? We're also getting to know more about ourselves because Genesis tells us that God created us in his image and in his likeness. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. We get to learn the stock that we came from. We get to learn how God created us we get to learn how we are to operate. Jesus, we just read, Jesus said that he revealed God's very self. He revealed God's um, real self. How? In the way that he walked throughout this earth. All the miracles that he did. You know, he says, I'm going to my father now. You can do the same works I did and greater works because I'm going to the father, right? So Jesus didn't come to be an example of someone for us to aspire to be like. He's not this great inspiration. He came as a sample of us. This is who you are. Right. You operate. And then um, 1 John 4, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. As Jesus walked, that's how we walk. Jesus was the model for us. So when we're getting to know God and we're getting to know Jesus, we're getting to know ourselves. We're learning who we are in Christ. We're learning what we have 
in Christ. We're learning what we can do in Christ. We're learning the authority that we have right here, right now on this earth, because our assignment is not to wait to get to heaven one day. Our assignment is to bring heaven to earth. Now, eternity, now. Praise God. And it just reminds me of what you said in the beginning, how you wanted that intimacy. And God said that he, that he was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And if you can't get any intimate than that. More intimate than that, yeah. And so eternity, because once we receive, once we confess that uh, Jesus Christ is Lord, he, we enter in him. We are now in Christ. And we partake of that eternity immediately. Mm -hmm. It is not a set off time. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's, it's not something that we look off in the, in the future. We literally partake of that. Yeah. And you, you, you stated, be loved, be loved. And that's what we do. Once you become once you understand that Christ loves you, once you understand that you have stepped into a, a, a spiritual realm of eternity and that in Christ, you will gain understanding and knowledge and wisdom of who he is, of who the Father is, of how the Holy Spirit works to move and to direct us and to lead us. When we begin to understand that we fall more and more in love with him and we more and more of him. The scripture says that he draws us with loving kindness. Hallelujah. And so that's what draws us in when you have that relationship. It's just like the relationship that we sometimes seek with another human being. We want to know more about them. And you can't sit down in an hour and learn all that there is to know about right. a person. Right. That's where the word discipleship comes from, right? Right. Right. And before we go into discipleship, can I just say one more thing about the yeah, love? Absolutely. Be, be loved. The thing that my mom, she's, she's, I like to be pampered. <laughs> mom always teases me because I like to be pampered. I will let people do things for me. I have no problem letting people <laughs> do things for me. <laughs> and so when God says, be loved. I'm, yes, Lord, I can do that. You can love on me all you want. I am fine with that. Yes. Okay. But a lot of people have trouble being mm -hmm. loved. And what's, what's a word for that? Receiving. Receiving. Again, that's why the title of the book is Beyond Salvation, The Art of Receiving God's Promises. Because it's not something we have to work for. It's not something Amen. we have to spoil for. It's not something we have to strive for. It's something that if we say, what did Mary say? Be it unto me according to thy word. Hallelujah. Yes. Just yes. Yes. <laughs> just yes. Um, it's just receiving it. And when we receive it, that what, what does the scripture say? We love him because he first loved us. It's not something we have to muster up to do. Because when we try to muster it up, we fall short, then we fall into condemnation, and I don't love God enough, and that's why I'm not getting answers to my prayers, and that's why this and that, and all of that is the deceit of the enemy. All of that is a lie of the enemy. But when we learn to simply be 
loved, when we learn to simply receive from him, then we get to experience the love, grow in the love, know the love, and then show the love. We can't give what we don't have. So we have to receive God's love for us. And then we have to learn to love ourselves before we can love others. Absolutely. So Philippians uh, 1. Okay. Uh, verse, let's go through verse 9. I love this scripture. And I'm reading from the New King's James Version. It says, and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in the knowledge and all discernment that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. God really wants us to understand. We, he wants us to get to that place where we understand and we can discern that no matter what happens or takes place in our lives, he still loves us. Sometimes Amen. we, and because we don't really know what love is, you have to redefine, because love is not a physical thing. Mm -hmm. And so Paul also talks about, he prays that we would uh, know the depth and width and height mm -hmm. of God's love. Amen. That he prays that uh, the heart of our understanding would be open. Yes. Because once we begin to recognize what true love is and know that it's free. <laughs> Amen. True free love ministries, people. That is <laughs> love ministries. <laughs> once we begin to understand that and recognize what true, again, redefining old mindset. Mm -hmm. Because we used, we've had a way of of defining what love is, how it looks, how it feels. But once you come into the relationship with Christ and he begins to show you what true love is, you, you are completely hooked. You understand that there's nothing, nothing. I don't care what it is that you've done. I don't care what it is that you do. I don't care where it is you're going or where you've been. You understand that this unconditional love it's real. Amen. 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 And when you can discern that God is always good and it doesn't matter the circumstances or situations that you're in, he doesn't stop loving you and he always makes a way out. You said, you talked about the scripture about going before us, making crooked places straight, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's it. Because this world is in darkness and has been corrupted. And God yes. wants to show you that despite Amen. everything that's going on in your life, I'm still good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to still be able to praise my, praise my name, give me glory. Hallelujah. You're going to still be able to, to uh, be joy, find joy in life. You're going to still be able to move forward in the things that I've called you to do. Once you recognize that I am Lord and you access those things, you access the promises, the inheritance that I've given you because it's all here in the eternity where I'm at. Yes. And where at because where I'm at, you're... Yeah, you're that's right. <laughs> <laughs> then we start to see that salvation is not working towards 
getting God to approve us, but receiving and accepting that God has approved us, that we are accepted, that God has, because we received his son as Lord, has accepted us. You know, what just, I believe, I know this is from Holy Spirit because I've never seen it like this before. What, what you just said, salvation is not about getting God to approve us, right? That's what you just said. Mm -hmm. He already approves us. And you're talking about, we have to redefine old mindsets. We've got to get rid of old mindsets. Mm -hmm. We've got to put the mind mm -hmm. of Christ on the situation. Well, again, another uh, familiar verse, Romans chapter 12, verse two. Mm -hmm. And be not conformed to this world, mm -hmm. but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We salvation is not, we don't have to wait for God to approve of us. We don't have to, but God is saying, renew your mind. Put put get get my thoughts on it. Get my and then prove my word. You approve my word. You, you see how good it is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God know, God's God, he knows his ways, right? You know, <laughs> right, you know, but he's like, I want you to see. I, and I'm willing to put, this is what Holy Spirit is, I'm willing to put myself out there for you to approve it. Get my thoughts on it, get my words on it. Lord, learn how to think the way I think and then try it out and see. What Absolutely. The psalmist said, oh, taste and see that the Lord the is Lord good. Is good. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's some good stuff, isn't it? Amen. Amen. That's some good stuff. And again, um, I just keep going back to that discerning. You have to be able to discern the truth from the lie. Amen. Because if God loves you, you have to know that that's an unconditional love. And uh, again, now I'm not saying that we have the answers to everything, but I know the God who does. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Okay. And because we have a relationship with him, because we have uh, confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord and we have received them as Lord, we can go to him at any time and receive understanding, receive wisdom, receive knowledge in any area that we need. Amen. We have access to that. That's kingdom access. Access. We have access access you, absolutely you are not denied you are not um blocked from receiving the things of god you don't have to shed blood <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to do any of that no because no. jesus has already done that he's already done it and it's just a matter of receiving it it comes absolutely. back to that just and you know receiving requires humility ah that childlike mm -hmm. right yes yes to receive it to oh my gosh and the, oh okay let's go <laughs> to receive it hallelujah <laughs> that childlike faith that humility being open to know that your father knows best and willing to accept the path and everything else that he has for you. You don't have to understand it. A child doesn't understand why the mother, his mother is telling him, come on, let's go and, and let's take a bath or let me take you to the, they don't understand that. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But God is saying, if you just trust me. Just trust me. Just trust me. And then he's saying, again, just let me love you. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to pay for it. There's no ulterior motive. There's no, just just receive it. I'm, I'm giving it to you because I love you. No strings attached. No, I just love you. Absolutely. And a lot of times we feel if we don't work for it, or if we don't pay for it, or if we're not worthy enough, or, you know, I'm, I'm okay. You know, there are lots of prayers that, Lord, we're so unworthy. Who said that? Come on. God didn't say that. God didn't say that. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. Jesus is worthy. So guess what? We are worthy. Now, are we deserving? No, because we fall short of his glory. But because we have confessed Jesus as Lord, we've made him our Lord. Now we have everything that he died and rose again to give us. Guess what? He gave us righteousness. That's good standing with God. Come on. We come for his presence with boldness. Glory to God. We are worthy. We, do, we don't have to come and with our heads bowed down. He's to come boldly to the throne of grace. We need to know this is for my business people. We're walking into the heavenly boardroom with a requisition expecting to get that thing fulfilled because we're making a request from the catalog and everything in the catalog belongs to us. We're not unworthy. Jesus made us worthy. Receive it. Amen. Receive it. So for you, for those who are just we are really we're talking about salvation and we're talking about receiving the gift of salvation, which is receiving Jesus Christ as a Lord. Mm-hmm. We're talking about going beyond salvation. We're establishing that salvation is not something that you earn. Salvation is not something that you have to look for and search for or something that you have to do. Salvation has already been granted. You just have to receive it Amen. by the one who has already secured your salvation. Your, your salvation has already been secured. That's right. And true, let's back up for just a second. Mm-hmm. And define salvation. Come on. <laughs> That's all right. That's it. Come on, let's define it. Salvation, a lot of times people think they give their life to Jesus, they receive him as savior. So now I'm going to heaven. Salvation includes guaranteed entrance to heaven but that's not all it is salvation is wholeness salvation is deliverance salvation is prosperity salvation is protection salvation is joy and peace and being kept and sound relationships salvation is the good life meant to be experienced here on earth it's not you know, so we're debunking the myth. We're redefining eternity. We say eternity is here and now the moment you receive Jesus. Okay. It's not, okay. I received Jesus. I have a get into heaven free pass now. That's not what it is. And because people have perceived it, that's what that way. That's why they live a sloppy Christian life. If they live a Christian life at all, because they have not come to understand that 
well, as we looked at in, in the beginning in Romans chapter 10, it's not about receiving Jesus as Savior. You have to make him your Lord. When you make him your Lord, that's when you get saved. That's when you get your salvation. And you get to experience the salvation by making him your Lord because you're going to submit to his Lordship. So that goes, you know, that, that just speaks to people who, I know people who have received Jesus as their savior and they live the same life they've always lived. Nothing has changed except they think they're going to heaven now. So with that being said, right? Doesn't that go back to John 10 and 10? Cause he says, I am the gate. <laughs> My sheep yes. come in freely, yeah. right? They go and come out, come in. Right, yes. They have yeah. no citizenship, right? Mm -hmm. And not only that, right? We keep talking about receiving. And, and so part of my testimony is that I got saved even while I was still uh, bound to drugs and alcohol. God was dealing with me and bringing me out. But I received him when he said that he could give me, that I didn't have to live this way anymore. I said yes to him. Now there's a process. There is truly a process. Even, even for, for anyone, there's a process. You have to grow up. Amen. <laughs> you, 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 you don't, and that's part of discipleship. That's going the, 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 the whole yard. That's going to um, daycare and learning how to get along and being able to learn your colors and, and learn your shapes and going to pre-K pre and first grade and and all those things that you begin to learn as you go to first second and third grade you don't just throw them away and get rid of them you end up using them that's where wisdom comes from that's mm. where when you start to understand that your 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 numbers and making sentences are used to access certain things you can calculate you know how to start to present and articulate how you feel and what is the same thing with the kingdom of God? Once you have given God, uh, allowed God to the Lord to be your savior and to, um, to confess that he is Lord and savior of your life, you begin to start accessing the benefits of the kingdom and eternity. You begin, that's discipleship. You begin to take note. You begin to learn. So then, because you know that Jesus is Lord over finances you know that jesus is lord over healing that's what scripture said that he he went on the cross and he nailed death and sin on the cross he nailed Amen. those things to the cross Thank you, so lord. as you grow in disciple as you begin to sit at the feet of jesus and you begin to talk to him god says come let us reason let's let us you know reason these things out let's let's decide what is what your thoughts are and let me help you decipher these things and show you what is truth. That there's a way that you can access the very things that I have given you, this inheritance of yours. This inheritance yeah. belongs to you. And so again, it's learning. It's moving from faith to faith to grace, from grace to grace, right? We Amen. have to move. We can't stay in the same place. And Amen. again, this is called finding out how deep and how wide God's love is and that he has all of these things set for you to access, but you have to be willing to access it. You have to be humble, have a childlike faith to sit before God and to let him 
redetermine or give you the discernment and the understanding of how the kingdom economics work, the Amen. kingdom constitution works, the kingdom laws work, because you have to redefine, you have to, your mind has to be renewed. Amen. And just yes, like, and just like any um, ambassador, right? He's still um, a citizen of his country. <laughs> but <laughs> the right. country that he goes to, he knows how to access the things that he needs there. Right, right. God is, is, is he's amazing. And this salvation that we have, this sonship, daughtership that we have is amazing. Amen. It is absolutely more than what some of us believe it is. And the, and the deeper we go into God and the deeper we go into his love, the more we begin to see and access those things. Amen. You know, true as you're speaking and it's it just every time the word has come up, it's just it's ringing in my ear, access. So there's, there's a step beyond entering in there's the transition into accessing it. And it is going to require that humility. And what you were just talking about, a big part of the humility is being willing to let go of your old mindsets. Being willing to let them go so that you can receive God's mindsets. That's, that's the big part. You know, people, again, they get into this I don't, I don't want to call it salvation, but you know, they, let's say they receive Jesus as savior, but they want to continue going on the way that they've always gone on. And then they want to know why the Bible doesn't work. And then they want to say that God isn't real, but it's about, it's about renewing the mind. It's about being willing to let it go. And like you said, we have to grow up. It's a process. And that is where discipleship comes in. And um, if we, can we talk about that? Yes, absolutely. I've heard people describe it as, you know, and I, I'm so, I love evangelists. I'm, they go out, they win souls, the big crusades, lots of people get saved. But then I've heard a lot of people say it's like resetting babies on church steps and leaving them to fend for themselves or leaving somebody to find them or, you know, but where's that teaching coming from? And in my experience, and my experience is very limited in the grand scheme of things, but in my experiences, churches just aren't set up the way they used to be set up. You know, there are these big churches, a lot of times impersonal churches, they might have home groups or smaller groups and that kind of thing, but there's not that immediate discipleship going on. There is a lack of the fear of the Lord that is being taught such that even when discipleship tries to take place, People don't give honor to the person who is discipling them and doesn't give them that place to speak into their lives for correction or direction or instruction. And so discipleship is a very big piece, not just for new converts anymore, but even for seasoned people in the body of Christ. It's important that we continue to have that, we get that accountability. It's important that discipleship discipline. It's important that we learn the discipline. My daddy discipled me when I um, first came to Christ. He, he received Jesus as, as, as Savior. He received, he made Jesus his Lord. He got saved. Let's put it that way. He got saved. And I went, this part is in my book too, but 
I went outside to play one day and the children were out there and they're like, Mrs. H got saved, Mrs. H got saved. And I was like, my question was like, saved from what? Because whatever she's saved from, I want to be saved from it. That's all I knew. <laughs> and the next thing I know, next Sunday, um, dad's going to church um, and I go with him and dad goes up to the front of the church and has this conversation with the preacher and everything and comes back to the pew and, and Mrs. H hugs him and says, welcome to the family. And so something happened. All right. Now, my dad, I love my dad. I love my dad. I'm telling y'all, I just, if I was the only reason he was put on this earth, I love my daddy. So um, he, he was a very excitable man and it didn't take much to get him, you know? And this night, it was just him and me. We were up late and he was reading a Bible story to me. I'm about to cry talking about it. Out of one of those little golden books, you know, with the spine, with the golden black spine, black, black spine. He was reading it to me and it was about Jesus. And I was listening and tears started to well up in my eyes, but I didn't want to let daddy see me crying because he would fuss. Why are you crying? What's wrong with you? Da, da, da. And so I'm trying my best to hide the tears, but I couldn't do it. And he looks at me and I hear the sweetest voice I've ever heard. And he says, do you know why you're crying? And now I'm caught, I'm found out, I'm like, no, I don't know why I'm crying, I just, and I'm just all, you know. And he said, because Jesus is touching your heart. And I was like, oh. And within a couple of weeks, he goes to get baptized. My sister and I are with him and he's kneeling down at the pew and he's praying. And I remember we heard him, he was like, guasa, 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 guasa. My sister and I are looking at him like, okay. So when he finishes, we let him finish. When he finishes, we're like, daddy, what were you doing? What were you saying? And he explained how God had given him a special language. He explained, you know, and then he explained how Jesus had come to live in his heart. And he asked, do you want Jesus to live in your heart? We said, yes. He led us in the prayer of salvation right there. And so at eight years old, I received Jesus in my heart. My sister did too. Um, I forgot how old she was, about four years younger, but we received Jesus in our heart. And from then, you know, I'm getting to discipleship now. Dad would, you know, we were in church and studying the Bible and the best place in the world to go was the Bible bookstore. Ooh, we love the Bible bookstore, right? Just books about Jesus, love Bible bookstore. But it was always, let's memorize this scripture or, um, okay, you've, you've got $5 allowance. How much is your tithe? And it was, I'm going on a fast today. All he would say was he was going on a fast today. And I was like, well, daddy, I'm going to fast with you, you know? And when life lessons would come up, like daddy said, wash the dishes, but I decided to paint some paint Peter instead. And he says, why are you painting Peter? And I says, I was just so anxious. And he says, do you know what the Bible says about being anxious? <laughs> it mm. says, nothing now go get my belt you know <laughs> it was one of those things right and then you know read your bible every day and at the end of the day he would check did you read your bible today nope go get my belt this is me as a child learning how to submit to authority of parenthood he told me to do something i didn't praise god he was disciplining me and discipling me in practices that would cultivate a relationship with jesus because the day came when he didn't have to tell me to read my Bible. The day came when he didn't have to tell me to tithe. The day came when I wanted to read the Bible and I couldn't get enough of the Bible. And even now, all of those practices, all of those disciplines have become my lifestyle. Mm. 
he discipled me in how to cultivate. Now they were practices then, but they became cultivation of relationship with Jesus. And it's what all of us needs, no matter what, where we are, no matter what level we're on, we all need a kind of discipleship. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a beautiful story, <laughs> actually. Uh, and thank you for sharing it. Um, and again, even as you were talking, I just keep going back to uh, the word that you use, humility. And I keep thinking about discipleship in, that, in those terms as a father loving his children and wanting the best for them. And so even the Bible tells us that if God, because he loves us, he disciplines us. Amen. He rebukes and corrects us. And if he didn't, he wouldn't love us. We, we, couldn't, um, we couldn't be called children of God. That's right. That's right. So if you never get disciplined, if you never get uh, corrected by what you're doing, then you're not a child of God. You're not really, because the truth of the matter is, God is raising you and shaping you and molding you so that when you get to the place of maturity, Amen. you are in unity with him, with the head. You are That's in good. unity with those who understand authority. That's how you receive authority and accountability because you become mature, become mature from the discipleship that you've been receiving from the father. You know how to be accountable to leadership. Amen. You know how to be, um, how to honor, because honor is a big thing. Yes, it is. And earlier you were talking about um, evangelists and how the church, you know, evangelists will evangelize and get you saved and then they drop, but drop them off at the, at the uh, church door and their babies and, and things like that. But that's why God left gifts amen amen that's why he left gifts amen the apostle the prophet the evangelist the teacher we all have our job and one of those and the thing is the body of christ is starting to come to that place where they understand that we have to be with that five-fold ministry we can't do evangelism alone is not going to to get it Amen. You have to have someone who knows how to teach the word of God, who's given the anointing to do so. And you have to have someone who's a pastor who's going to take the sheep and make sure that they're taken care of and do the right thing for them. You're going to have to have apostles that's going to establish the church and to begin to uh, anoint and set people out. You're going to need a prophets who are going to guide you because they are hearing from the Lord and they're speaking the word. Of God. It takes all of us in that maturity that discipline, that discipleship, that shaping allows us to do it. That's what coming and becoming mature means. Yes. And we come into unity. No one's disjointed. No one's fighting or trying to do everything or just do things on their own. Discipleship mm -hmm. plays a tremendous part in growing in our salvation and growing in the knowledge of Christ. Yes. I'm looking for the scripture um, that says, when we yield to the correction, right? Mm -hmm. Hebrews, chapter, Hebrews chapter 12. 
and verse 11, it's a, in the King James, it says, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, mm. but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby, meaning unto them that submit to it and receive the correction. And in places in the Bible, the righteousness in the Amplified, it's amplified as being conformity to God's will. Mm -hmm. Conformity to God's ways. Conformity. It's getting in alignment with God. Absolutely. That's it. And the, the scripture goes on to say that if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what yes. son? Is there whom a father does not chasten? That's Amen. what we. That's it. Yes. That's it. Yes. So again, we talked about being loved. Yeah. And redefining these mindsets in regard to salvation and having a re relationship with Christ, yes. understanding that l being loved by God is has such more is so much more than this try you know uh, you know uh, there's a, a scripture that and when paul i think he's talking to the corinthians he says work out your salvation he he's not saying <laughs> you will right you literally have to get to the place where you understand what that is working it out means I understand what that means. I've come to the place where I submit wholly to Christ, knowing that he knows what's best for me, knowing that he's already set the path and I won't deviate from it, even when I don't understand it, even when it doesn't feel good, even when it doesn't look right. I know without a shadow of a doubt that because he has come and he has set the record straight that I can trust him. And when my heart and my mind want to fail me, mm -hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. Mm. I continue to declare, yet will I trust him. Amen. Amen. That picture of what you're talking about, uh, Philippians 2.12, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The picture I get, well, I, heard, I read and somebody described it so perfectly. I'm going to paraphrase, but he says, that's like you said, it's not the toiling and, and doing the work, but it's coming to the confrontation, you're dealing with two dueling mindsets and you're making the choice to go with the godly mindset despite all that you know and all that you formerly depended on. You're, you're breaking through the barrier of transitioning into the godly mindset. And the picture I have in my head, because this was real, I remember when I gave my first tithe check, it was off of a $500 check that I had received. That means the tithe was $50. I had not written a check to put in the church offering for $50 before. And I'm, I mean, I was full of faith. I'm writing the check. I'm going, I'm going. That offering plate came around and I was like, <laughs> fear and trembling, but I broke through the barrier. I dropped it. And, you know, and of course God showed himself strong. He showed himself faithful, but it was that fear and trembling to drop that check in the offering. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's such things as that, like, like just trusting God with our money, which is a big thing, because we actually have authority and we have total control over um, 
our money. That's one of the things that we have total control over. Amen. Amen. And so God really wants to see where our hearts are, Amen. right? Amen. Amen. And that goes, that's not just for money. That's for loving, you know, God says in his word, you have to love, uh, love me more than you love mother, daughter, son. You have to put those. That's my life scripture right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So God is saying, am I, am I really Lord of your life? And mm-hmm. when you can trust God to, 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 direct you in every area letting go of trying to take control of your children's lives or or trying to make sense of or looking for better jobs or bigger homes Uh, you know once you let those things go and you recognize that god has already set those things up for you you don't have to strive for them you trust him he puts you in place with the right people amen he takes you to the right uh, you're not even looking for that well, you didn't know that's what you were looking for. <laughs> that's right. That's right. See, you don't ever have to strive. And once God gives you something, nobody can take it away. Amen. Because it's yours. That's part of your inheritance. Amen. It's part of the eternity that you've received. So it cannot be taken away. That's right. And that goes into the receiving part again. When we are humble enough to receive it, then we don't get in the position of having to stress to hold on to it. When we secure things for ourselves, mm-hmm. now we were worried about how to get it. Now we get it. Now we're worried about how to keep it. But when we receive it and we know where it came from, we do need to be good stewards over it. Come but on. We all know that there's more where that came from. It doesn't stop here. Because now we're in God's economy, whatever it is, finances, time, whatever it is. When you give in this natural realm, you give and so your supply is depleted. But when you're in the heavenly realm, when you're in the kingdom realm, you give and you've got constant supply coming. You don't run out. You don't run out. The more you give, the more you receive. The more you give, the more you receive. You you can't fail. Isn't it something? So again, for those who are just tuning in, or you might've forgotten what we're talking about, we're talking about salvation. Salvation. We're talking about salvation. Amen. That's the bottom line. And we're talking about redefining mindsets on eternity. Eternity Mm -hmm. starts as soon as you receive the Lord as your savior, as uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord. And salvation comes when you receive him and you walk in the things of Christ. Amen. He saved you for such a time as this. As this. Amen. He saved you for such a time as this. So our time is coming to an end, but we we talked about God's love song, that personal relationship that you have with Christ, that he would give you pretty much a new name. Amen. That that's what he calls you. Amen. And then we began talking about uh, salvation in the terms of how God has established it, that um, we don't receive salvation, we receive Jesus as Lord Mm -hmm. of our lives. And by receiving him as Lord of our lives, salvation comes with it. You know how you get the combo at the restaurant, you know, you get the burger, but the fries and the drink come with it. You make Jesus your Lord and the salvation comes with it. 
Glory to God. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and God doesn't leave us hungry. He says, Come, all who thirst and all who are hungry. Amen. You cannot get enough of Christ. You cannot. That's what eternity is all about. Amen. It's about delving in, finding out the depth, the height, the width, the length of God's love for us. Glory. Paul says he, he is certain that there is nothing that can tear us from his love. Amen. Nothing. Amen. Nothing at all. So we, we hope that you have been blessed by our conversation, our intimate talk. And this will not be the last of it. We, we're looking to be able to talk with you about uh, Kay Free's book a little bit more in, in depth with Beyond Salvation. We're looking to talk. As a matter of fact, I think we should take the time to kind of give them a little idea of what you have been doing as oh, far as okay. beyond the book and discipleship way, because that's yeah. part of what you do, discipleship. Amen. Amen. It is. And it is such, God is so good. It has been a desire of my heart for a long, long time. And we've just launched it recently. But what we're talking about is a ministry that God has given me called Discipleship Way. It's just what it says, discipleship. And now, again, redefining things, okay? When we think of discipleship, the common idea is that you come, you sit under somebody, somebody teaches you, teaches you, teaches you, you know, and there's some mentorship there, but you come, you sit under them, and you receive the word from them. What the Lord is showing me is that the body of Christ at large, they have access to the word, and they're getting the word. They're studying the word. They're going to church every chance they get. They're reading their Bible. They're doing this, but they're still not seeing kingdom results. Questions like, why aren't my prayers being answered? Prayers like, or or questions like, why can't I hear God? Why is it so hard for me to hear God? Or during this pandemic, you know, who, what, where is my supply? Where is my provision? Why, why are all these things going wrong? When you have the word and you have your man of God, you have your woman of God, you go to church, you do, and all of that is good. But the, the Lord is showing me that people are not learning how to access my word. They have it there but they don't know how to work it. They don't know how to utilize it. They don't know how to access it so they can appropriate it effectively in their lives to get the results that I intended for them. We just sat here and talked about salvation and how God has already planned it out. God provides everything. He's already provided it. All we have to do is receive it. Well, with all this Bible learning and church going and praying and fasting that we're doing, why aren't we seeing kingdom results? The enemy would have you to think you're not saved enough, you're not right enough, you're not good enough. No, 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 no. It's just that we need to grow in our understanding of how to use the word. So salvation, I mean, excuse me, discipleship way is different, okay? It's, it's counterintuitive to discipleship as we know it. 
This isn't where you come to, and it's an online platform, by the way. So it's not where you come and you learn, you, you know, we preach to you, we teach you, and then you take the word and go. No, 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 no. This is a platform where you get to come. We do go through the reset, just as we're redefining eternity here. There are some things that we set in place so you'll know the foundation from which the context from which we are teaching, but it's also going into that mind renewal, not necessarily mind renewal about the word, but mind renewal about how to approach the word. You know, what does meditating the word really mean? What does it look like? What are the effects of it? You know, in any learning institution, usually there's a time thing going on where we have to go through this lesson, this lesson, this lesson. Now it's time for a test and we're moving on to the next lesson, next lesson, next lesson, next lesson. In church, okay, it's this sermon, then this sermon, then this sermon. And I hadn't even gotten time to meditate that sermon. We're going to another sermon. Discipleship way intentionally slows things down and gets you, it disciplines you to take time with the word that you have. You're not coming here to get the word. You're bringing the word that you've already been studying. You're bringing the word that God has already spoken to you about. And then you're coming here and you're learning discipline, personal discipline, how to apply the word, how to think about the word, how to spend time with the word, how to put the word in context, how to do that, and then to apply it to what God is already speaking to you through other outlets. So we're not here so much to teach you the word as much as we are to teach you how to access the word. But we use the word to do that. <laughs> okay, it's all about the word. Um, Discipleship Way is an online platform. You, um, as a matter of fact, can we go to the video? and Yes, yes, please. All right, give me just one moment here. And we're gonna share. This one. All right, can you see me? Yes. All right, here we go. Hello, and welcome to Discipleship Way, where we're achieving victory in everyday life and influencing others to do the same. Do you find yourself frustrated with questions such as, how do I get answers to my prayers? Am I really saved? Does this faith thing really work? I've been so disappointed. How can I ever? Oh, you might have to do it, True. Well, let's see what happens. Let's see. Come on. All right. Okay. Let me. All right. Let me stop sharing. Okay. God be glorified in Jesus' name. All right. Can you see that? No, I don't see it. Okay. Give us just a minute and I'm going to, all right. Okay, I see you. See that? Yep. Hello, and welcome to Discipleship Way, where we're achieving victory in everyday life and influencing others to do the same. Do you find yourself frustrated with questions such as, how do I get answers to my prayers? Am I really saved? Does this faith thing really work? 
I've been so disappointed. How can I ever trust God again? Good news, we can help. Discipleship Way is an online platform that offers a personalized approach to Bible study that meets you right where you are. At Discipleship Way, you can expect to become more skillful in praying and having confidence that your prayers will be answered. Experiencing greater manifestation of healing, provision, and prosperity in your life. Walking in your authority as a child of God. And receiving all that God has for you. Interested? Well, hop on over to Discipleship Way. It's easy as one, two, three. One, go to discipleshipway.com. Two, sign up to become a member. Three, begin enjoying your weekly courses. Have questions about what you've learned? No problem. Enjoy live group discipleship calls held weekly where you can ask questions and engage in reciprocal real-time dialogue with your discipleship mentor. Want to go deeper still? Sign up for one-on-one personal discipleship sessions. Meet you there. www.discipleshipway.com So yes, it's this platform, you come and it's set up where there are modules. We have the orientation modules and the foundation modules. And like I said, it's counterintuitive because it takes some time to go through those. But all of that is so you can have the context from which we are teaching. But not only that, so you know what Discipleship Way has to offer, and then you learn what you bring to the table to make your experience successful. Then we go through talking about salvation, much as we've talked about it here today, and and other core principles. But then after that, you'll have access to the library online, where you can go to any module you choose based on, you know, what God is leading you to study, what you see, what interests you. And all of these modules are presented in the context of teaching you, of helping you to get the most out of your spiritual walk helping you to experience the realness of God. He's real, he's faithful, his kingdom is real, his results are real. It's presented through the lens of helping you to experience the reality of your salvation, of everything that Jesus died and rose again for you to have, not for you to wait to heaven and get whatever you're expecting there. And then in addition to these modules that you can access at your own pace, at your own time, even the orientation and foundational ones, we have weekly group discipleship calls where, um, so let's say you've watched a module or let's say you're dealing with a situation in your life and, and you know, trying to figure out how to implement the scripture with that, you go to our um, exclusive community. It's not on Facebook, it's a private community. And you get to go to the thread, type your question in, And then at our weekly discipleship call, you and I get to have one-on-one dialogue. The others are there and they're listening and they're gleaning for their own um, experiences. But you and I get to have one-on-one reciprocal dialogue with the key being that you get understanding to take your next action step. That's the key thing with this discipleship. We, We identify, through our dialogue, we identify the faith gap that keeps you from connecting on the next level. And we give you the Holy Ghost strategy that helps you to fill in that gap so you can connect on the next level. And um, that's how it is. And so there are different memberships offered, three months, six months, 12 months. You can go to the 
website. You see that? Oh, okay. So Trish's going to put this slide up there. It's slide number uh, four. Yes, but I just wanted to give them your information. So this is God's love song, and that's the um, the uh, this right here. What do you call that? Logo. Logo. <laughs> <laughs> this is the logo that we spoke about earlier. And this is how you get in touch with Catherine. Um, Discipleship Ways here as well. God's Love Songs Ministry. And if you are interested in her book, Beyond Salvation, The Art of Receiving God's Promises, you can go ahead and reach out to her as well. Uh, and Again, God's Love Song Ministry.com Ministry Resources. Yes, and hard copies are available at your favorite online bookstores. Um, if you're in the US, as long as supplies last, when you go to that uh, page that True just put up there, um, you can also request a free, a free hard copy while supplies last. So there are different ways to get it. And so we want to send it to your life. This one, this screen here, can you kind of take us through that really quick? Oh, yes. Okay. So we've got number one, which says, oh, taste and see. Number two, run the race that is set before you. Number three, drop your nets and follow. And the question is, which one are you? Are you one that likes to kind of stick your toe in the water, test it out before you jump in? If so, then that is how I like in our three-month membership. You can just try it out. Oh, taste and see. And if you enjoy it, then you can uh, sign up for another membership or longer. Um, the sixth month is run the race that is set before you. Okay, Lord, you know, this is what you've given me to do. I'm going to stay focused on it. I'm going to stay committed to it. I'm going to be accountable to you for it. I'm running the race. That's the six month membership. And then we've got the drop your nets and follow. That's the 12 month membership where Lord, I am dropping my agenda altogether and I am coming with you. Where you go, I will follow. And so that's our 12-month membership. Um, the, okay, so the price is this. If you're paying month to month, regardless of which membership it is, right now the introductory price is $40 a month. So if you pay month to month, it'll be $40. But if you pay your membership in full, then it's only $30 a month. So if you get the three month membership, the $30 a month comes to $90 instead of the $120. Same with the six month. If you pay in full, it comes to $180 instead of $240. And now for the 12 month membership, um, if you were paying the $40, it would be 480. But with the discount, it would be 360. But I want to be a special blessing for you. You sign up for that long and I will give you 12 months for the price of 11, which means you'll only be paying $330 for the year. So these are the different um, membership options. And then in addition to that, we have add-on services where you can get personal one-on-one -on -one discipleship. And if I were to put it in the common vernacular, you might liken it to life coaching <laughs> this is life eternal life coaching, but it's not life coaching as as we know it in in the right. business world. Uh, but it is the personal one on one discipleship. Yes, and you can well, find praise God. Website. Oh, praise God! And so, as we get ready to close, uh, just want to let you know that True Free Love Ministries Outreach 
Uh, we have different ministries that we adhere to. We, we deal with uh, the Fruit of the Vine, which is a tense of meetings, which we have uh, either September or this year will be in October, where we go out and we feed the homeless. We give them food and clothing. We preach the word. We uh, offer salvation. And most of the time we have churches in the area who are willing to come along to receive some of them once they receive salvation. It's one of the biggest um, events that uh, True Free Love Ministries hold. Um, we give away tons of clothing, brand new. Some of the items are still um, with, their, with the tags on them. We have newborn clo uh, clothing. We have young boys, young girls, men, women, jackets, shoes, purses, even sometimes household items. It's a big event that we have, and we're gonna have that event at the end of October in the city of Antioch this year. Uh, Kingdom Citizen Alliance, that's where we go and we preach the word of God in the prisons and in jails. Um, I am currently working on a re-entry program for women and young, uh, young adults. So when they come out, they have the tools necessary to get back into life and they have some accountability. Uh, e, M, e, e equals MC squared is eternity <laughs> equals me and Christ by the Holy Spirit. It's a young adults ministry um, and we just find ways to uh, incorporate the word of God with everyday life and the struggles that sometimes young people find with trying to break free of peer pressure and to live their life fully for Christ without being ashamed or feeling that they need to downgrade their relationship with Christ. And of course, Daughters of Faith Becoming Women of Wisdom, which is what part of what we're doing now. And uh, this ministry serves Daughters of the Most High God from all walks of life starting at the ages of 12 and beyond. And uh, its daughters, the daughters are surrounded by their sisters in Christ and showered with love, grace, and teaching as they develop in wisdom to navigate kingdom living here on earth. That's the whole purpose of why we talk about salvation, why we talk about the Lord, and why we uh, look to disciple and teach because there is victory and there is access to kingdom living here on earth. And we are, we have the access, but sometimes we're not, prepared or equipped to access those things. And so that's what we're here for. That's why Kay and I have come together and we have um, this covenant and we have partnered together so that we can give you and help you get to those places. And there's so many other women and men who are going to be joining so that we can start uh, building a platform for those who are, are kingdom-minded and who have excelled and succeeded in bringing kingdom, the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And our last screen is just my contact information. As you know, we're doing this live on True Free Love Ministries, but you can reach me also at truefreeloveministries.org. That's our website and truefreeloveministries at gmail.com. All right. So we are at the end of our time, and, but we're not at the end of our talk. That's good, amen. So we will be coming back to you again live on Facebook. We will let you know when that happens. We are anticipating more conversations, more intimate relationships, and we are also anticipating those who will be 
um, viewing those who have not received Christ as their Lord and Savior, that they would offer themselves to receive Christ as their Lord as we offer salvation or offer um, prayer for them to receive the, um, Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And also, if once they do that, to partake in discipleship after they found a church home and after they've decided that this is where they want to be, that they want to go deep into Christ. You are welcome to email or uh, Facebook Messenger me or Kay for any further information, any uh, private prayer, whatever it is that you need and we're able to do that and connect you, then we wanna do that. We want to be a blessing to you. We really want to be a blessing. So as we come to an end, I am going to ask my dear friend, Catherine, that if she would go ahead and pray with you for those who have not received Christ as their Lord and Savior. And maybe you might have some years ago or even last month and you just don't believe that it took or something like that, which it, that's not true, but you've turned away. And so I'm gonna ask my, my good friend, Catherine, to go ahead and pray with you. And then we're going to close. I'm gonna close in prayer and cover us and then we'll see you next time. Amen. Catherine. And also the invitation is extended to those who maybe you feel like, wow, I received Jesus as my savior, but I haven't been walking in what they're talking about, the victory that they're talking about. And I want to consciously make Jesus my Lord. Uh, growing up, we call that rededicating our lives. But, right. <laughs> so, but if you want to, even if you've been saved for years, if you want to consciously make Jesus your Lord, and submit to him afresh. This is for that too. So just repeat after me. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So Jesus, Jesus, I confess you as my Lord. I confess you as my Lord. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you're the Son of God. And I believe that God raised you from the dead. And I believe that God raised you from the dead. I thank you for all that you have secured for me. I thank you for all that you have secured for me. I thank you for life. I thank you for life. As I've never known it. As I've never known it. But as God has always intended it. But as God has always intended it. I receive all that you have provided for me. I receive all that you have provided for me. I humble myself to receive all. I humble myself to receive all. I thank you. I thank you. And as, as, as Lord of my life, as Lord of my life, I thank you. I thank you. For teaching me how to conform to your will. For teaching me how to conform to your will. How to walk in alignment with your word. How to walk in alignment with your word. And how to receive that expected end. And how to receive that expected end. That God has for me. And God has for me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, Father God, we just thank you for everyone who said that prayer sincerely. And we thank you, Father God, for this hour that we were able to fellowship with you and to commune with you. We thank you for everyone who participated on Facebook Live. We thank you for those who will participate, Father God. 
And Lord, we just ask that you would fill each believer with the spirit of the living God, Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And even if they don't receive the spirit right away, a tree is known by its fruit. So we will begin to see the evidence in the lives of each and every believer, Lord. So Father God, we ask that you would cover us in the blood, that you would continually, Father God, keep us, Father God, on the path of righteousness, reminding us, Father God, that we are beloved and help us to receive that in every area of our lives. Now, Father God, bless, keep, and prosper us in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, everyone. You guys have a great rest of your day, and we will see you next time. God bless. God bless.